Let me take you in a Bible study tonight. We're just going to settle in so you can sit back, you can rest, get your Bible out. I want to share with you about finding true Sabbath. It's been interesting to me that in the last couple of weeks, I've had a number of people talk to me about Sabbath and Pastor, should we return to the Sabbath on Saturday? Should we follow the Old Testament law? It's an eternal covenant. And um, what I want to share with you tonight is a teaching on the biblical understanding of the Sabbath for the believer. There is a Sabbath for the people of God, and that's what I want to share with you tonight. And for you to be able to find that true Sabbath rest. You know, with the advent of the uh, Hebrew Roots Movement, getting back to Judaism, finding the depth of salvation through Judaism, which is biblical, Jesus said that salvation came through the Jews. The more we understand our Old Testament scriptures, the more uh, rich we will have in our understanding of who Jesus Messiah is and what he brought to us to fulfill the law. But with that comes a lot of people trying to find their Hebrew roots, then going back to the sense of a seven-day rest, the day of Sabbath, and we should be observing that. And uh, then with the uh, YouTubes and the, and the uh, websites of how the Catholic Church invented Sunday to be a Sabbath and replaced it, and then we get into replacement theology and all this kind of stuff. I want to give you a clear, concise understanding of what the Bible says our Sabbath is. And so if you'll walk with me through that, I'd like to help you understand it. And so tonight, let's just figure out, well, first of all, what day is the Sabbath? God said that the seventh day shall be the Sabbath. So look at bottom line is Saturday the seventh day of the week, no matter what you label those days as far as names, the seventh day is a Saturday. That's the Sabbath that was originated and that was established by God in creation. If you'll remember, on the seventh day, he created six days. On the seventh day, he rested. He consecrated it, made that day holy. That's the Sabbath. Now, some say, okay, but then when the church came and Jesus came along that Sunday replaced Sabbath, and now Sunday is our new Sabbath. That is not the case. Sunday is not the Sabbath. Saturday is the Sabbath. Sunday is the first day of the week. Sunday, in some respects, if you will, is the eighth day. It is the day of new beginnings. It's the resurrection. And we'll get into that in a few minutes. But let's establish it right away. Sunday does not replace Sabbath. Saturday is the Sabbath by God, and so the question is, do we keep the Sabbath? And that is on Saturday. So maybe we've been doing it wrong. We've been going to church on Sunday. Nothing wrong with going to church on Sunday. You can go to church on Monday. You can go to church on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Any day of the week you want to gather, you can gather. There's nothing special in those days. God has replaced that which is special in days from the Old Testament to all foreshadow what is special in Him. We don't live by calendar dates. We live by Christ Jesus. In Him we live and move and have our being. So let's get into that now and let's have an understanding. Where do we first see Sabbath? We first see it referenced in creation. 
In the six days, God created all things, and on the seventh day, he finished. The heavens and the earth were finished, and Genesis 2, 1 through 3 says, and all the host of them, and on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. Well, what work did he finish? His creation work. He's not going to create anything new. He finished his creation work in six days. And the seventh day, he rested on the seventh day from all the work he had done. doesn't mean he's not going to keep working. It means that he finished the work he had done in creation and he rested. And so God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. And so it is a rest. Now, some scholars believe that that word rest for Sabbath there is that he sits now on the throne of creation in session, in his authority. When a king takes his seat, he is now rested from the labors and now sits on the throne to rule. And so on the seventh day, he is ruling over all that he created. No longer creating, but now ruling. And that's the sense of it. You see, it's interesting that we frame it that way because Jesus said this in John 5, verse 16 and 18. Uh, Jesus was doing things on the Sabbath. Remember this? He was healing and ministering, and the Jews began to persecute him, John says. And they're saying, why are you doing this on the Sabbath? And Jesus said this. He said, to this very day, my Father is at his work, and I too am working. Now, I like the response to this. The Jews tried all the harder to kill him, not only because he was breaking the Sabbath, but because he was calling God his own Father, making himself equal with God. They understood what he was saying. You know, it cracks me up. Some people say, well, Jesus never said he was God. Jesus never equated himself with the Father. Well, his enemies sure thought he did. But it's interesting because many people say, okay, well, the seventh day was a day of rest. God rested. But Jesus said God's working. Working up to the very present time that Jesus was working. And Jesus says, I'm working too. So what he rested from was his labors of creation to rule and reign over his creation. But here's the problem. He rested so that Adam and Eve could rest in creation and be with the Father in this place of rest, but the fall came. And once the fall came, the Father went to work again to bring forth the second Adam. Because mankind had never entered into the rest he provided on the seventh day. Because the fall came and brought sin, death, and corruption. And the Father went to work to bring restoration. So let's take a look. Uh, although Sabbath is a creation mandate, as it said, God went back to work to bring forth salvation in the second Adam because man never found his rest in that Sabbath of creation. And so we do not see the Sabbath coming until the law of Moses. Think about it. Uh, Enoch didn't rest on Sabbath. He didn't have a seventh-day Sabbath. 
yet he was so walking with God, he was translated into heaven. Noah didn't celebrate Sabbath. We don't see any reference of Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob keeping Sabbath or being on the Sabbath. The only time we see the Sabbath being brought forth is in the Ten Commandments with God through Moses to the nation now of Israel who is going to enter into the promised land of God. And the Sabbath now is part of the law of God to Israel. Paul puts it this way, God made a promise to Abraham, but through Moses he added the law to the promise. It didn't take its place, it was an additive to the promise so that we would understand the promises from God and not our own abilities. We can't find rest in our abilities. God is saying, enter into a place of rest. You labor six days, and so come and rest with me. Exodus 31 verse 14 says, Observe the Sabbath, for it is holy to you as a people. Everyone who profanes it must surely be put to death. Whoever does work on that day must be cut off from his people. Work may be done for six days, but the seventh day must be a Sabbath rest, holy to the Lord. So what's behind this? You've got a country, you've got a nation now, and he's saying so that you don't forget about me. I want you to labor your six days for yourself, labor your six days with your crops, your livestock, so that you can be sufficient in what you need. But on the seventh day, it's not about you, it's now about me. Rest and I'll be your provision. Take time from your labors and from your self-interests and focus completely on me. And in me, you will find your rest. Keep this day. But what many people don't realize is how and why that day is so important. Because he goes on to say this. He says that the Sabbath, he says in Exodus 31, 13, you are to speak to the people of Israel, Moses, and say, above all, you shall keep my Sabbaths, plural. Not only the seventh day rest, but the seventh year you shall rest the land. Keep my Sabbaths, for this is a sign between me and and you throughout all your generations that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. He said that in the book of Ezekiel as well, verse 20, uh, chapter 20, verse 12. I gave them my Sabbath as a sign between me and them that they might know that I am the Lord who sanctifies them. What is it? It's the covenant sign with Israel. Now that's really important. That's the importance of the Sabbath. Not just that it was part of the law, but why was it part of the law? Because he said it's the covenant sign. See, whenever God made a covenant, he would give his word or his promise. Remember, we told you Abraham had the promise. But then he would give a gift. That was the law. That's what God gave to Israel, the gift of the law. The law is the sign. Actually, the Sabbath was the gift given to Israel. This is my covenant sign. Um, let me break it down for you. For Abraham, he gave a word, I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and I will bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you. What was the covenant sign he gave to Abraham? Circumcision. There is a sign that you belong to me, right? 
and then the cutting of blood. Then same with Noah. Noah, he gave a promise, I'll never destroy the earth again by flood. He gave him a covenant sign. Do you remember what the covenant sign was? The rainbow. Every covenant has a sign that goes with it. Okay? For Israel, he said, I am going to be your God. I promise you to never leave you, forsake you. And here's the covenant sign. Sabbath rest. I am going to make such provision for you with your crops and your livestock that you don't have to labor on the seventh day. You rest with me. And that's the covenant sign that we're married. See, when I got married, I gave my vows to my wife. I promised to love you, and I promised to love you in sickness and health, richer for poor, better for worse. There were my promised words, and then I gave a covenant sign to her as my wedding ring. And so we wear rings as covenant signs. And see, that's what God is saying to Israel. Keep the Sabbath so that the land will prosper, so that every other nation will know that we're in Sabbath together. In fact, we're going to show off. We're going to say, I don't even have to work one day out of the week because my God's my provider. And we're going to just rest and bless Yahweh because he blesses us. That's the covenant sign. For them. That's why when one guy was picking up sticks, how many of you remember the story? He's picking up sticks on the Sabbath to light a fire at his house, and God struck him dead immediately. Man, chill out. He's just picking up sticks. What's the big deal, God? He was probably maybe he was thinking about you. I don't know. No, you don't understand. That would be the that would be the equivalent of me taking my wedding ring and throwing it away. You see, because the, the Sabbath was the wedding ring. It was the covenant sign. And he said, keep it. It would be like committing adultery. And that's what Israel did over and over again. They wouldn't keep the Sabbath. In fact, do you know that the reason they were sent to Babylon for 70 years was for one reason? They didn't let the land rest in the seventh year. For seven sevens, for seven cycles of sevens, they didn't take a break in the seventh year. They didn't give Sabbath in honor to God and his provisions. That's the whole reason he sent them to Babylon. Seven sevens. For 70 years, he said, you will be in captivity to Babylon. Second Chronicles 36, 21. He said, until 70 years have gone by, it will keep Sabbath throughout the days of its desolation. In other words, I'm going to make the land rest because you wouldn't. See, Sabbath is so connected to Israel, it was a covenant from God to the people of Israel for their nation, for the land to bless them and to rest in that seventh day. And so people say, oh, well, then we should keep the Sabbath. Well, I don't live in Israel. And I am not of the Jewish descent to follow after that Sabbath. It was to the law of the nation of Israel. And Jesus came to do what with the law? Fulfill it. Fulfill it. That's what Jesus came to do and to bring rest. So Jesus came to fulfill the law. In fact, he said, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you'll have no part of the kingdom. Well, who are the scribes and the Pharisees? The law. They're the law. Jesus said, unless your righteousness exceeds the law, you'll have no part of me. How, how am I supposed to exceed the law? I can't keep the law. Israel couldn't keep the law. That's right. They couldn't because they were unregenerate. They never were born again. They never had the Spirit of God living in them. 
But because of what Christ did on the cross, my righteousness exceeds the law because Jesus lived the law to fulfill it perfectly and I am in him, therefore I am living in that completion of the law because Jesus is the fulfillment of everything that was in the law. He is the high priest, he is all the sacrifices, and he is the Sabbath day rest. If I'm in Jesus, I am in Sabbath rest. I'm done like God was done in all of his labors to accomplish. I'm done trying to make my life righteous. It's done. It's complete. I don't have to. Jesus did it for me. I am now in his righteousness and at rest. He is my Sabbath. I'm in the Sabbath. Jesus said, Matthew 12, 8, the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. He created the Sabbath because it was a picture and a shadow of him. He said, I didn't make the, the man for the, the Sabbath. I didn't make man for the Sabbath. I made the Sabbath for man. So remember, he made Adam to rest with God in creation, but Adam fell. Therefore, he made a plan to bring redemption to mankind, and part of that was to bring Israel as a nation, and he began to foreshadow and said, come on, Israel, enter into my rest, practice my rest, as a foreshadowing of what Christ was going to accomplish. Now, here's the most important chapter on Sabbath rest for the believer. It's found in Hebrews chapter 4. And it says this, Israel didn't find that rest. Joshua brought them into the promised land, but they never found the rest. Why? They never put faith in Christ. They never put faith in God. They didn't get their rest with God. Oh, did they keep Sabbath day? Yeah. Remember, if you keep Sabbath day, you'll live and be blessed. Did they keep it, but... They didn't find God. They didn't find the rest. They kept going after idols. They kept going after other gods. They kept failing God. They wouldn't keep the Sabbath rest for the lands. And so they never entered in. And so Hebrews 4, 9 says this, Therefore there remains a rest for the people of God. Now this is very interesting because in the New Testament, this word for rest in this verse is a transliteration of the word Sabbath. The writer of Hebrews is saying, therefore, there is still a Sabbath for the people of God. Oh, well, wait a minute. I thought there already was a Sabbath on Saturday, according to the law. It's not what he's referring to, is it? He's writing to the Hebrews, and he's saying to the Hebrews, there's still a day of Sabbath that you need to enter into. He says, there is still, therefore, a day of rest, a Sabbath. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following the example of Israel. And what is that day called? Is it Saturday? Is it Sunday? He tells you what the day is called. God set aside a certain day and he called it today. <laughs> this, is, this he did when long ago he said through David, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. 
So what is the day of salvation? Today. What is the day of rest? Today. It's Wednesday. I'm in Sabbath. What happens, though, about Friday? Or what happens about Saturday? Well, when we get there, it'll be today. And in Jesus, I'm good. You see, today in Christ is every day. And that's the point of why the church celebrated the eighth day, first day of the week, Resurrection Day, because that day started the eternal day in Christ. The fulfillment of the rest that we've been looking for. Sabbath is found in Jesus, brothers and sisters. He said, come follow me, all of you who are heavy, burdened, and labored, and you will find rest. I'll give you rest. In Christ is our salvation rest. Now, there remains a rest for the people of God. What is that rest? Jesus. When is the day of Sabbath? Today. Don't harden your heart. Follow Christ. Let me give you the most important passage about this. Colossians chapter 2, 16 and 17. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions concerning food and drink or festivals or new moons or Sabbaths. Who is he talking about there? Israel, the law. There's no judgment. He said, don't put any judgment, don't take any judgment concerning what? Food and drink. What's he talking about? Kosher food. What is kosher? What's non-kosher? According to the law. Then he says feast days. What days is he talking about? Or new moons, Passover, Pesach. What's he talking about? Those are all important, important festivals. Why? Because they are signs that point to Jesus. And he even includes Sabbaths. Why? The next point. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Jesus. So, oh, this is what he said to the Galatians. You foolish Galatians, why would you go back under the law? You got saved by the Spirit. You found the rest in Christ through the Spirit. Why would you go back under the burden of the law? Well, because the Bible says we're supposed to rest on the Sabbath, and if we stay on the Sabbath, then we'll be blessed of God. As if the blood of Jesus isn't blessing enough, as if the cross doesn't fulfill every aspect of the law, so that every promise of God is now yes in Christ Jesus, and the law is fulfilled and set aside. I don't need to celebrate the Sabbath on a day. I have Jesus, my Sabbath. Oh, if you would begin to realize what Sabbath pointed to. It's the shadow. You see what he's saying? These things in the law were just shadows. The substance, the thing that makes the shadow, is Jesus. So everything in the law was under a shadow of the image of Christ. He's the Sabbath. He's our rest. And so that's why the early church would gather on the Lord's day. 
Sure, the Jewish Christians, the Jews who found Christ, they'd continue to worship on, on Sabbath, and, and they would also worship together on the Lord's Day. Now, the Lord's Day is the first day of the week. It is the eternal day. It is the rest that you find from laboring towards righteousness to be in Christ. Acts chapter 20, verse 7. On the first day of the week, they gathered together to break bread. 1 Corinthians 16, 2. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you be gathered together for the collection. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 10, John said... I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. This was not an invention of the Catholic Church, even though Constantine did make a decree to make Sunday the Sabbath for the Christian in 321 AD. That was not God's design. He, he, you can't replace the Sabbath as Saturday. That's what it was. But it is fulfilled in Christ on the Lord's day. But, make no mistake, we're not replacing Sabbath with Sunday worship. That would be foolish. We're not replacing one day for another day. No, the fulfillment isn't a day. We're replacing the Sabbath with Jesus, the Lord of the Sabbath, the Sabbath maker. So that every day in Christ is Sabbath. I hope you got that. I hope this is good. But if, if some of you don't agree with that and want to go back under Friday as Sabbath, you can do that as a Christian. Just don't make it binding as if it's going to bring you some kind of a blessing. Please remember this. It's the same about communion. It's the same about tithing or offering. It's the same about what day you celebrate the Lord for. Don't think that any of those things that you do bring a blessing to you because you worked it. Any blessing you and I have is because of the merit of Christ hanging on that cross. Now, you want to celebrate Friday? Go ahead, celebrate Friday. You want to celebrate Saturday? Go ahead, celebrate Saturday. Go ahead. You want Sunday? Sunday? Fine. You go. You go. For me, today is Sabbath. And when I get to tomorrow, I'm still in Sabbath. Hey, guess what? When Friday comes, guess where I'll be? I'm eternally in Sabbath. Never changes, never shifts. There's no holiday to Sabbath for me. I'm in it because I'm in Christ. Oh, but if you feel it is binding, I'm worried about you. Because if you're going to hold to Sabbath on Saturday, do you remember what it says? If you don't keep it, you should be put to death. Yeah, that's a problem. Because let's not mistake what keeping Sabbath is. You're not to generate any fire. You're not to do any labor and not to do any work. So if you're going to put yourself under that, you're under a death penalty. And that's what the law was. I'm under a life sentence. <laughs> I've got life eternal because Jesus is my Sabbath rest. And if you are going to do it, let's remember that the Jews celebrate Sabbath at Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. So your Sabbath celebration starts Friday evening through all day Saturday. It's a Saturday evening. That is true Sabbath. But here's another problem with that. We live on a globe. And if you're going to be so accurate about what hours you spend resting with God... Consider that India, China are 12 hours ahead. 
when they're in Sabbath, you're still working. Australia's 18 hours ahead of California. So while Australia's in Sabbath, California's in work. When California's working, Australia's, or when California's in Sabbath, Australia's, you can't find a day where the entire world's on Sabbath. Oh, you can if you all live in Israel. Then you'll all have Sabbath on the same day. That's the point. It was to one nation and one people. But once the gospel went global, the day shifts. So my point, and I hope you understand it, the shadow of all these things in the law, the substance came in Jesus He's my rest. He was the rest that came in the cool of the day for Adam and Eve, but they had fallen. And the rest they never entered. Israel tried to enter into rest by keeping it themselves. They never could. But my Jesus came as Lord of the Sabbath, fulfilled it as the substance of the Sabbath, and now I live today in eternal Sabbath because I'm in Christ. So what day do Christians celebrate Sabbath? Today. Right now, we happen to gather on Sunday to commemorate his resurrection. But there's no restriction to a day to worship God. So worship him in spirit and in truth and enjoy him forever. In Jesus' name, be at rest. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for everyone that's heard this and studying the Bible that they would truly find the revelation of what Christ has accomplished for us. It's not in a day. It's not in a festival. It's not in any work or labor we do. It is in the finished work of Christ. And so I pray for every person that's listening, won't you enter into the rest that Christ brought you? You now have the favor of God. You've been justified through Christ. You have peace and joy, and God blesses you. Rest in Christ and live in it. In Jesus' name, amen.